Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuhu. Inspiration can come from anywhere. Allah is everywhere. So this morning, uh, I took a look at the the comics from the Sunday paper, and Garfield, who was a rather obnoxious cat, was doing all of his obnoxious things, uh, throwing food around, kicking dogs, and uh, he said at the end, New Year, same old me. In a few words, he caught the dilemma that we all face. Um, We are who we are, and we are in the midst of trying to find out who that really is, and finding out how it is that we can get to the essence of what that really is. Yesterday, uh, somebody was saying, I'm trying to figure out what kind of New Year's resolutions to make, but it really doesn't matter because I don't keep them anyway. And (laughs) there we are. Uh, We're in the midst of a constant resurgence of who we are. It doesn't take any specific arbitrary day on the calendar to start a new year. We can start a new year any day. Uh, We can start over every day. We are given an opportunity every second to begin again and to do it right this time. Uh, God is merciful in that he gives us time. Until our last breath, we can turn to him. Until our last breath, we can ask for forgiveness and he will forgive us. We need to make the resolution and the intention in our own being to turn towards Him. And what does it mean to turn towards Him? What happens in turning towards Him? Well, in my experience, I have found that if you take the world seriously, the world will take you seriously, and you will become entangled in all of the difficulties that the world has to offer. Your mind will become entwined in illusion. All of a sudden, the small, temporary things of existence will become the most important things in your life. For instance, your job 
can become very important to you. And all of a sudden it becomes the most important thing in your life. Your schooling can become very important to you. And all of a sudden it becomes the most important thing in your life. Your parents uh, and their ideas for you can become very important to you. And all of a sudden they become the most important things in your life. So what happens when things become the most important things in your life? Well, in the world you react to them. And if they go the way you want them to go or the way you you think they're supposed to go, then there's happiness. If they don't go the way you think they're supposed to go, then there's sadness. So we're constantly in a state of happiness and sadness, dependent on how things turn out in accordance with our imagination as to how they should turn out. So, what causes our sadness? Our thoughts. What causes our problems? Our thoughts. We imagine things should be a certain way, and if they go that way, we're temporarily happy until we begin imagining about more things that should go in a certain way, and they don't. Then we become sad again. So we're on this roller coaster ride of apparent happiness and apparent sadness as to and in conjunction with our imagination and how things turn out in accordance with our imagination. Okay. Imagine not imagining. Imagine stopping to try and figure out what's going to happen next and how it should happen next. Imagine just allowing things to go on. Now, you can't do that with your mind because your mind is not free. And because it's not free, it will not set you free to go along with whatever happens and to be able to integrate your own self into whatever happens. What's the solution? Stop paying attention to your imagination. Stop paying attention to your mind. Stop thinking that what you are thinking is who you are. Begin to understand that what you are thinking is a tool to get things done in this world, but it's not a way to live your life. In other words, your mind can add. One and one is two. Two and two is four. Your mind can figure out solutions to problems. How do I build this? Well, you take this stick and you put it that way. You put the other stick on top of it. How do I drive a car? Well, you go forward. Your mind can learn how to do things in this world. But your mind cannot tell you who you are. Can you imagine talking to a hammer and asking a hammer, who am I? you'll get the same answer your mind gives you. The mind is capable of only going so far. And in the dilemma of figuring out who you are, it's only the third step. 
There's a fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh step that your mind can't be involved in. Intellect, which is your mind, can only go to the level of intellect. Allah is beyond intellect. Allah is beyond the mind. And as long as everything you consider and everything you try and understand is done through your mind, you are limited by the extent of where your mind can go. And your mind is tied to the nafsamara, the lower portion of the self. So the mind is influenced by, connected with, and is entirely acting as a proponent of your egocentric, individuated self. It can't go into the realm of the expanded self, the self that is contained in everyone else. It can't see the sameness when we look at each other. It only understands itself, and it's limited to itself. If the mind had true empathy, a true ability to feel other people, to feel the pain of other people, to feel the difficulty of other people, if it could do that, this world would be a different place. But it can't do that. So what happens is, you have a lot of closed-off individuals thinking about themselves, acting as if they're inclusive towards other people, when in fact they're not. They're just trying to carry out their own idea of what other people need, and they don't know whatever people, what other people need. When somebody comes along who is a friend of Allah's, a katub, a prophet, they're different than everyday people. And what makes them different? How are, their, how are they different? Their hearts are open. Their hearts connect with everyone that they see. Their hearts feel everyone that they come in contact with. They're not closed. They're not hidden. They don't hide themselves. They don't consider themselves different than the rest of humanity. And they don't try to impose their will on the rest of humanity. What they do try to do is to explain to humanity what Allah wants from you, not what they want from you. Because a true man of Allah doesn't want anything from you. He doesn't need anything from you. He doesn't need you to listen to him or not to listen to him. He's like the rain. He falls. And if you want water, you put out a bucket. And if you don't put out a bucket, does the rain care? The rain continues to rain. The rain is a gift that is given by Allah. The question is, how do we use those gifts? And if we use those gifts correctly, what happens? 
what happens is that we become like the teachers and our involvement with the world becomes less and our empathy, our ability to feel other people becomes more and more and more so that when we meet somebody, when we talk to somebody, we become like them. We don't have to be separate from them. When we are interacting with somebody, we feel their difficulty and we feel their joy and we are sad for their difficulty and we are happy for their joy. This is what true unconditional love is like and this is what an open heart is like. We're all tied to our own needs in a very, very uh, difficult way. We're all involved in being knotted to ourselves and our needs, as if we've spent years tying knots that hold us in place. And how do you get rid of these knots? Well, you know how long it took you to tie them? Well, you can't untie them all. There's too many. So you know the story of Alexander and the Gordian knot when, they, when, when he came to this place where this rope was tied and they said the great puzzle was to untie the knot and he took his sword out and just cut it. Well, this is what we need to do. We need to cut our connection to all of the knots that we've tied. Uh, we need to learn to cut our connections. To what? To almost everything. We should be in a place where our only connection is to Allah and that the things that we do are because he does them through us. So we need to set an intention that our will is lost and his will is what comes through us. And one of the important things that you should know about his will is there is no self-motive. There just is. And what is there? Rahman, Rahim, Shakur, Kabir, Latif. Those are the things that are there. And they are reality. They are Hak. So we have to become reality. We have to become Hak. And what is the path towards Hak? Rahman, Rahim, Shakur, Latif. This is the path towards reality. And if we can truly become merciful, if we can truly become compassionate, there is no self-motive in these things. And when we give up self-motive, all of these knots that we've tied melt by themselves. They disappear by themselves. They become undone by themselves. Because what holds all the knots together? That which separates ourselves from other people. As long as we can end the separation 
from other people, we can become free. But, if we still have all of these knots, we can't become free. And what are some of these knots? Religion, religious fanaticism, thinking our religion is better than other people's religion, thinking that somehow we are chosen and other people are not chosen, thinking that somehow our way is the only way and it's up to us to bring everybody else into our way. I asked my teacher in the beginning, is there a chosen people? This is around 1973 when I first met him. And he said to me, yes, there is a chosen people. The ones who choose Allah, Allah chooses them back. What's that mean? It means that no matter what religion you call yourself, it doesn't mean anything. What has meaning is what is your heart's connection to Allah? What is your true intention to Allah. It has nothing to do with how you were born, what religion you were born into. It has to do with who you are. The Prophet said, peace and blessings be upon him, to his daughter Fatima, that on the day of Qiyamah, it's not going to matter that you are the daughter of the Prophet. Can you understand that? It's not going to matter on the day of judgment that you are the daughter of the prophet. It has to do with who you are. And as long as if as and as long as you are not Rahman, you're in difficulty. As long as you are not Rahim, you're in difficulty. If you are compassion and mercy, your difficulty goes away. And what is your difficulty? Everything that's in you that separates you from God. Everything that's in you that separates you from other people. Our teacher said, that which separates me from you, separates me from Allah. Who am I to separate myself from other people? As if God did not create them. Which one of us was not created by Allah? In the world, which people were not created by Allah? Yet, every religion seems to act as if all of the other religions weren't created by Allah. Some, they, they somehow came into being by themselves. We need to be open to understanding that as many hearts as there are, there are that many ways to God. And we need to allow that freedom to exist that allows all of these separate ways to go directly to Allah. Who are we to interfere in hearts trying to make a connection with God? What is the arrogance that allows us to think that? Well, one of the answers is, that when people are born into a religion, they fall in love with that religion, and they get a certain pride in that religion, and because of that, they think they have to protect that religion. 
So all of a sudden, man is protecting Allah. Man is protecting Allah's way. Does Allah need our protection, or do we need Allah's protection? There's a kind of ignorance that comes over man where he begins to think that he needs to protect God, and that in so doing, he is doing God's will. I'm doing God's will because I'm, I'm killing all the people who don't believe in my religion. People think that way. And right now, in the world, unfortunately, it seems to be a common way of thinking. We at least need to know the truth. That this is one of the great lies that Satan has perpetrated on mankind. Satan now can wear the robes of a religious person. And he gets into the religion and begins to tell people, this religion's very good, this religion's perfect, we must kill everybody else who doesn't believe this way. And he is able to do his work in that way. We need to understand that Satan is very good at hiding. And Satan is very good at spreading lies and making you believe things that aren't true. So, here's a new year. Today is December 31st. Tomorrow is January 1st. We all uh, uh, celebrate uh, tonight as if something special were going to happen. And the only thing special that happens is we change the numbers on our checks from 16 to 17, and we go on. The question is, is anything really going to happen inside of us? And this question is just not for the new year. It's for every day of the year. When Hajj comes, if we go on Hajj, does anything change after we come back from Hajj? Does anything change when we go on Hajj? Does anything change? What is the true new year from us, for us? What is the true new day for us? The true new day is when we turn from the world and turn towards God. When our acts no longer reflect the arrogance of the self, the motive of the self, the trying to make the self better, but work on behalf of what Allah wants done. Can we become a friend of Allah? The answer is you can. And if you can become a friend of Allah, you'll find out that things will change. You will become different. Somehow, you will become more like him. Because Allah only allows people who are like him to be his friends. Why would he have friends who aren't like him? So, if you can find friends of Allah to be friends with, you will also find people who have dignity, who don't betray people, who are loyal, who you can depend on, 
who when they say something they actually mean it, who aren't two-faced, who go in a straight direction and try to help everyone they meet go in a straight direction, who don't turn away from you when you're in difficulty, who don't become your enemy. Friends of Allah will not be enemies to men. Friends of Allah will not be enemies to men. People who make believe they are friends of Allah will be enemies to men. And you'll see them turn right in front of your eyes. So what we need to do is turn away from people like that and find people who are in haq, who are in reality, who have no need to change you, but who have a God-directed purpose to help you to be more like Allah, to understand Allah, to take you into the serenity that comes when we detach ourselves from the world, who will take you to the place where peace comes when you detach yourself from the world. If you want to be, if you want to have a peaceful life, you have to become peaceful. Salam, peace, is one of the names of Allah. So the only way you can become peaceful is to become God-like. If you stay within yourself, if you stay with the lower self, if you stay with your own arrogance, peace can't come there because peace belongs to God. It doesn't belong to the world. So if you want peace, become more godlike. Become closer to Allah. If you want the truth, if you want real justice in your life, become closer to Allah. Because justice belongs to Allah. The world's justice is made up by men. And men don't understand justice. Only God understands justice. So when you're going to be judged, do you want to be judged by men? Or do you want to be judged by God? If you judge, you will be judged under the same criteria that you judge. And if you judge from a false criteria, if you judge because of your own needs, you're going to be judged back because of your own needs in the same way. And it's not going to be good. We need to become free. And the only way we can become free is to let go of our desires, let go of our needs, become satisfied with whatever we have, become content without looking at others. When we're eating, do we look at our plate or do we look at the plate of the person next to us? Are we happy with what's on our plate or do we want what's on the plate next to us? Can we be satisfied with our portion? Can we be satisfied with what we've been given? I lived with a man who had no desire. 
He didn't need anything. Anytime anybody gave him anything, it went into one hand and went out the other. He relied on Allah. He relied on his prophet. He relied on what God had in store for him and what God gave him as his portion. If we're constantly involved on the size of our portion, we are constantly going to be discontent. If we're constantly looking at what else we need, we're going to be constantly discontent. We can only be happy when we're satisfied. And the world will never satisfy you. There's the story of uh, Solomon who wanted to feed all of the animals in the world. And God said, it's not possible. And he said, well, then let me feed only the fish in the world. And uh, God said, that's not possible either. And Solomon continued to argue with God. And then God said, okay, try and feed all the fish in the world for an hour. And Solomon, who had stockpiles and stockpiles of uh, food, brought everything to the edge of the shore and pushed all of the food towards the shore. And one fish came up and ate everything that was thrown into the waters. And then they kept throwing more in, and this fish kept eating more. And And Solomon said to the fish, he could talk to the animals, you must be the biggest fish in all of existence. And the fish said, no, I am one of 70,000 brothers and sisters, and each one of them is 70,000 times larger than me. And my mother is 70,000 times larger than each of us, and my father is 70,000 times larger than my mother. And Solomon couldn't understand. And then Gabriel came with one drop of Allah's Rahmat and gave it to the fish, and the fish came, became satisfied. What's the point? You can't be satisfied with the world, no matter how much of the world is given to you, no matter how much of the world you take. You'll never be satisfied because the world does not have satisfaction in it. The only thing that can satisfy you is Allah. And if you keep looking in other places for satisfaction, you are doomed to disappointment. You are doomed to finding fault with everything that you have and everything that you're given. The holes that you have inside of you can only be filled by Allah. And if you try to fill them with the world, all they will do is cause you disease and cause you difficulty. So somehow we have to make this turn. We have to make this turn where we understand that satisfaction doesn't come from the world. That no matter what our titles are in the world, no matter what we get in the world, it's never going to be enough. What happens when somebody becomes king or becomes president of a country? They have to worry about assassination. And then they have to hire armies of guards so that they don't get killed because people begin to hate them. But if you're not involved 
Think of all of the peace that you can have just by leaving that position. It's funny, but it's true. The more you take on in the world, the more difficulty you'll have in the world. The more you're not involved with the world, the more possibility you have of having a chance to actually find peace. So, every second, every breath, we're given a new opportunity to resolve again that we take our stand with Allah. We take our stand with God. We understand the limitations that the world has. We understand that we need to do our work in the world. We need to support our families in the world. But the real <clears throat> sustenance for ourselves and our families comes from Allah. That which we were meant to be given, no one is going to take away from us. We don't need to worry. Just do what you have to do. But do it without grasping. Do it without strong desire. Do it with grace. Do it with dignity. And Allah will then treat you with grace and with dignity. That which you put out into the world is what you're going to get back. The ones that you save in the world are the ones who are eventually going to save you. The ones who you give to in the world are the ones that you're going to get back from. Maybe not in the way that you imagine, but in the way of haq, in the way of the truth. So let us resolve for this new year that each of us will try harder to detach ourselves from all of the traps and the jails that are in this world and move over into the truth and into reality where true freedom exists. And may Allah untie all our knots. May Allah untie all our difficulties. May Allah make our path straight. May He make our path easy. And may He allow us to see that His way is the way for us. And may He allow us to see the truth of His way, the reality of His way, and understand what His saints and his katubs and his friends and his prophets have actually said to us not what's been filtered through man we have to go back to the source and the source is available to us through our hearts if we open up our hearts to him so may our hearts become open and open to him and may our hearts know the truth. Amin, amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.